What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. You're listening to The Line with Andrew McLean on Talk 99.5. Hey now, everybody. Hey now, 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 and hey now. Welcome to a brand new edition of The Line Wednesday edition here in the Frozen Tundra Broadcast Center. That's right. We don't have any heat in the building. At least, I don't think we do. It's a little chilly in here, but if anybody in this building can handle the chilliness, it is not John Bird. It is me. I dressed warm. It's the first time you've ever seen me in a sweater. What is this? This is not a sweater. What is this? A hoodie. It's a hoodie. That's right. Very much like a sweater, but a hoodie. You've never seen me in a thick hoodie like this. Yes. It says, go big orange across the front. This one uh, I've had for a long time and was never able to fit into it. And I thought, since our heat's not working in the building, today is the day that I'm going to break it out. I didn't know it was not working. It's nice and toasty in here. Is it? It's a little chilly in here. Yeah, probably the equipment keeps it warm. I got a, uh, I got a message about uh, 9 o'clock, and uh, it was from Val. She said, hey, heat's not working in the building, um, so either bring a heater, dress warm, or do the show remote. And I said, I'm going to tough it out, baby. There you go. I'm coming to the station. Did you enjoy your day yesterday? With me not being here, or did that was that not as much fun? Best day of my life. Really? No, no, I'm joking. No, I mean it was okay because I mean you know we were hooked up where I could could you know see you, but uh, it's you know ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. You yeah, know, just... it's a lot for the radio show when things are you know time sensitive. It's much easier to be in here and I can throw hand signals at you, which we were on Facetime, and I don't know if you noticed, but. When I would, you know, I do this thing when I go to break and I point at you when I don't really have to. It's just like a habit. And I was doing that to the camera. If you go back and watch yesterday's show on YouTube, I was pointing at the camera every time I was going to break. And you couldn't even see it because you were on FaceTime on the other side. Uh Uh, It's just, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's, that's your thing, man. You don't have to change it just because you're. You know, this big, big video radio star now. You know, I think it, I, I do think it went well, though, because uh, I did go back. I try to watch them just to see kind of where we can improve or what we can do different. And uh, it was weird doing a three-hour video, and I don't know how many people want to go back and watch it, but if you missed yesterday's show, it was the first time we had ever 
broadcasted from the podcast studio where you could get the visual side mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and that was pretty cool. And because you weren't physically there, we had a stuffed uh, bird. It was a uh, was a flamingo, flamingo yes. that we put in your chair. So every time you would speak, we would pan to the flamingo. And that was pretty darn funny. I watched that. <laughs> and it looked, uh, looked like you were really talking as a flamingo, which I thought... <laughs> was neat uh uh, hopefully we're out of the woods on the iciness of this arctic blast it's still going to continue to be cold leading up into uh tomorrow or i'm sorry today we get into a high of 37 tomorrow high of 43 then 44 but then saturday we're back to below freezing low of 16 high of 31 but after that Starting Sunday, back into the 40s, Monday into the 50s, Wednesday, a high of 61, Thursday, a high of 64, and Friday, a high of 65, even though we're probably going to have a little rain in the meantime, but it's going to feel like spring almost. It's going to feel like everybody's sick, because that's what's going to happen when you got temperatures to go up. And then, up and then, everybody gets sick. That's why it's important to go ahead and catch this new uh, election infection funk that's going around that I caught, Leland caught. Uh, my buddy Kevin out in East Alabama, he caught it. I talked to him last night. He's sick. Everybody is catching whatever this is. Every Even Angry Carrie called us yesterday. He sounded dog. rough. He's got whatever we have. So just be ready, okay, because what's going to happen, the the same thing happened in 2019. We all started getting sick at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And we're like, oh, that was rough, you know, lasted a few days or whatever, and we all got over it. And then all of a sudden, the panic set in. Nobody saw it coming. COVID-19. And then it was mayhem ensued after that uh, because we weren't ready, because we didn't understand it. And we had so much going on. The the panic buying of toilet paper and everything else was just, it, it was too much for society to handle. But this time, I want y'all to be ready because when they announce the newest COVID, if you've been sick like us, you can go ahead and say to yourself, okay, I've already caught it. So if it yeah. hits me again, I should be fine. We've all built our immune systems. It was rough, whatever that stuff was, but we got over it. Because it's not testing for anything. You go to the doctor, it's not flu B, it's not COVID, it's not strep, it's not whatever. And it just hangs around. Cough up in your chest. Misery. Because I I don't get sick that often, and and that was was bad. And I only missed one day of work, which was good. And and thankfully, I didn't come up here and, like, spread it to everybody. I tried to isolate as much as possible. And Leland was on vacation, so it all worked out. Yeah, well, I, I still may get sick. I'm a little bit worried. Why? Yesterday, uh, uh, I went ahead and stayed here and work until about 4 or 4.30. And then I was heading home. So I'm parked on the dumb side of the building. Why do we call it the dumb side of the building? Because that's where all the wind and stuff is. Ah. So it's not a good idea to park there if you're going to have this kind of weather. So there's a whole side of my car is a, is a shimmering sheet of ice along with my windshield. I'm like, uh-oh, I better take care of this. So I try and scrape it, and it's not going anywhere. So I said, oh, I better open my car door. 
I can't open my car door. Oh, no. So I go over to the other side where, for some reason, it's not frozen, and I crawl in, and I push on the door from the inside, and it opens. I'm like, okay, all right, this is fine. And uh, so then I said, well, let me roll down the window and scrape this ice away. And I tried to roll it down, and nothing happened. So I scraped some on the ice and got it to go down, like about halfway. And I said, okay, that should be enough. And I went to, to push it up, and it wouldn't go. The ice had gotten jammed down in there. It was uh, so hard it wouldn't move. Oh, no. So I, I said, okay, no problem, no problem. So I've got my blanket left over from sleeping here. So I wrap it around me. I sit in my car, and I just, uh, you know, look at Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, uh, for about 15 minutes while I've got my um, uh, car I've, running. I've got Yeah, and I've got the defrost. Yeah. Going on the windshield to get that off. And after about 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is good. Let me try and roll the wind up again. I won't roll it. So, hmm. So I roll it down. It rolls all the way down. Well, now I try and roll it up. Now it barely rolls out. Oh, no. So, you know, I'm faced with a decision. So I had to drive home on the interstate with the wind rolled down. Oh, no. With it 21 degrees. Oh. <laughs> so I've got the heat wide open. But I'm having to use it for the defrost because the wind is open, so I'm not getting any direct heat. Wow. So I'm wrapped up in my in my uh, my blanket, and uh, I get home, and of course I am frozen. And uh, I say, well, um, let me get. I've got an ice scraper at home, of course, not with me. So I start scraping, and this ice is not going anywhere. Mm. I mean, it's not going anywhere. And of course, my hands are blue, and I say, well, let me go get my hair dryer. So I went and I got my hair dryer and I spent 45 minutes still out there in the cold with no gloves with my hair dryer. And I managed to dry and get all of the ice off and it started going up a little higher and a little higher and then it jumped its track. So now it won't go all the way up anyway because of the ice. So I worked it back down. And finally, I got it melted enough, and I have to hold the windshield and push the button to get it to come up. So it's about an inch away from the top. Ah. So I figured that's about the best I can do until I have to take off the inside panel of the car and reseat the uh, the window. Bro, why, why did you want the window down in the first place? Well, what I usually do is if you can't see outside of it, I'll just the hit the down off. button and it knocks the ice off. Mm, well, this ice, wasn't, yeah, this ice wasn't going anywhere. Mm. So I went inside and I ran my hands under hot water for, uh, uh, you know, for about 10 minutes. And then my little finger fell off. So oh. I had to go to the doctor. And uh, they were able to, to sew it back on, but I won't have use of it for another six months. Okay. But uh, it, it, all in all, it was rough. Man, that's yeah. brutal. I um, When I got ready to leave out, for the podcast studio yesterday, mm-hmm. I didn't think about cranking my car in advance. So, you know, and you know me, I'm leaving at the last minute. So I'm, I I do a quick Google and I'm like, what's the best way to, you know, get it all, get the ice off? Used to, I'd pour water on it until I found out that was kind of a bad idea. Yeah. If you want your windshield to stay intact. Um, so it's like, use a credit card or use a debit card. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I get out there. I take about three swipes at that ice debit card snaps in half yeah i'm like great so i go in i get a spatula a plastic spatula at that oh yeah. and uh i start i start working it and sure enough the plastic spatula worked i got wow. enough ice knocked off and i dipped out 
went to the podcast studio and we put on a show, baby. So it was. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with stories. I hope everybody was safe. I've seen so many. Just on the way in this morning, wrecked vehicles on the side of the road yes. that have probably been there for 24 hours. Uh, just what a mess. And I, I just couldn't help but think, people that got out yesterday morning, I'm like, what are y'all doing? We've been talking about this for a week. You act, you just surprised. You act like you didn't know. What happens is these people, they allow all these memories of of weather forecasters getting it wrong into their brain mm-hmm. and they say well there's probably a good chance nothing's happening on my part of town and then they get out there and once you get out there it's too late you ain't gonna be able to do nothing cousin you can't come back even i-20 was shut down for when i passed by it was like backed up other other parts of the interstate backed up or shut down and it was oh man y'all y'all got to pay attention i understand some of y'all have jobs you have to be at just like this one just like john bird staying here you know you got to be there but you ain't gonna make it if you're wrecked on the side of the interstate no so you gotta figure something else and that you know it's easy for me to say because i can work from home but still i need y'all alive be safe Safety is paramount when it comes to inclement weather. Safety is the key. Yesterday, I I know I spent a lot of time talking about the Iowa caucuses, and and I don't know if that drove you guys crazy or not. I just, I couldn't help myself because I was so excited. And here we go. Some of this will slow down because I feel like we're going to get to the end of the road of the primaries a lot quicker than a lot of people expect. Uh, But I'm still kind of riding high from that just because it's exactly what we predicted and it was an absolute political slaughter. I just want to touch on a couple things when we get back related to the next primary, which will be New Hampshire, because this one may be even bigger than Iowa was. We'll get to it on the other side. It's The Line with Andrew McLean on Talk 99.5. And it's so funny to watch watch so many butthurt people, especially on Twitter, after what happened Monday night and, and the delusion that is spreading throughout so many circles, especially big-time people, and I am i won't list off their names, but there's a handful of them where I'm just like, dude, you've got to see the writing on the wall. I'll get into that. By the way, we just confirmed we'll have a new podcast for you this afternoon. Uh, probably be posting that up, uh, what, 5 o'clock or so, 5 or 6 o'clock. Uh, this, this won't be live. We'll be recording this, but it'll be right there on the Over the Line podcast. Uh, podcast for youtube just look up over the line podcast on youtube make sure you subscribe many of you did yesterday when you watched us do the radio show live appreciate that uh but y'all get on top of that uh, and make sure you get our brand new podcast that we're going to be doing this afternoon we have to uh go through and name the official colors of all the candidates don't forget about that john bird we're going to find out everybody's uh their their I what the, the their specific skin color? Yes, we, there, there's actually a, um, a all in the name program. of diversity. By of course, the way, yes, it's a computer program 
And what you do is you put that person in, the picture of them in there, and you take your arrow and you drag it across it, and it tells you exactly the color. Some of the colors are named weirdly mm. because there's millions of color combinations. Yeah. So we've got some interesting ones. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So uh, y'all come be a part of that. No, no, Roofing bringing you this part of the show. I've told you all week long. They came out Saturday, and they're going to be back out very soon. Just patching up a couple small things. I didn't have any real problems, thankfully. But they saw things that were like, hey, this could be a problem in the future. And if you want us to go ahead and get it taken care of so you don't end up in a bad situation down the road. Because we don't think about our roof every day. None of us walk outside in the driveway every single day. I'm like, oh, my roof. I wonder how my roof's doing. We don't do that. That's why I'm here to remind you, think about your roof for once. Go ahead and set up an appointment with the guys at Noto Roofing. Maybe maybe even if you want to wait until it warms up next week, go ahead and set an appointment for next week. These guys are going to take care of you. Proud partners with us on the line. They believe in what we do, and that's why they support the show. Uh, and most importantly for us, they take care of you guys, and that's what we want most of all. Noto Roofing, 205-848-2299. Inspections absolutely free. Don't have to worry about a thing, baby. They got you covered. 205-848-2299. Online, notoroofing.com. When it comes to the weather, there is, uh, from the numbers that I've seen, there have been at least five people die from hypothermia in this recent freeze that's gone across the country. Not, Not here locally. But across the country, at least five people have died from hypothermia, uh, which the annual global freezing death is still nine times more common than global warming deaths. So I know that's kind of cliche, and everybody said it a hundred times of, oh, I could use some global warming right now. But if you look at the numbers, where's that? And don't give me this whole... Climate change means it goes one way or the other. No, these people continue to pitch the idea of the earth is heating up and it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and it's going to kill crops and it's going to force migrants to go to colder climates. That ain't happening, cousin. We, We go through this every single year. Oh, no, there's a tornado. That's the climate change. If it wasn't for climate change, we wouldn't have tornadoes. We wouldn't have Arctic blast. Listen, at the end of the day, those of you that are believers like myself, whenever the earth is set to be destroyed, it's not going to be destroyed by me and you. It's not going to be destroyed by us driving our SUVs. The guy that created it will destroy this world when he's ready. That's what's going to happen. Not global warming, you bunch of jabronis. You're listening to The Line with Andrew McLean on Talk 99.5. Yeah, baby. Some of this music just gets me fired up. Yeah, man, the peppers, you can never go wrong. Oh, God, so good. There's some sort of... uh, Harley Davidson festival going on that's got the chili peppers is one of the headliners. Oh man, what a blast. And I don't know where that is. I don't know if it's at like Sturges or something like that, but uh would be cool. I just saw an ad for it. I didn't look into it, but I'm sure it's uh I'm sure it's fine. 
Let, let me do this. I, I just got to get this out of my system, y'all. And, and I'm sorry if you're over it. I, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. But the meltdown over what happened Monday night, it continues on. First of all, today, The View, they had Kamala Harris on, who presented one of the most epic word salads we have ever seen. I've decided to skip over that and not play that for you because what was even better was what we listened to yesterday when The View got on the air for the first time after Trump's blowout victory in Iowa. This is the excuses they made for what had happened Monday night. Honestly, it's it's disappointing as a non-Trump supporter to and see an that. And an Iowa. Well, let me offer some color to this, though, to clarify this. It's disappointing <laughs> to see that come out of Iowa. But let me add a little perspective and, and context that's very important. Only 5% of the population of the state caucuses. So when you see Iowa swept... Or Trump swept Iowa. No, he did not. He, he, he swept 5% of the population. Only 13% of registered Republicans in the state of Iowa, 13% of the party showed up for that. And only three times in the past six, uh, eight, excuse me, Republican caucuses have they even predicted the candidate. So although I am a proud Iowan and we love our caucus time because it makes you feel seen in a country where Iowa, we admittedly, we lead simple lives. Nobody's (laughs) checking on us. We're fine. We love the caucuses. We didn't earn it. We just get it historically. Uh It's important to know those numbers when you're reading headlines because the headlines don't give you context. These are small numbers and it's very important to remember so that. So what did you say, five percent? Five percent of the entire voting population in the state okay, showed up. Is, oh my god, only five percent man, for Trump. Five percent out of all voters. That's how it goes in caucuses, you big dummy. Not everybody goes. It's a small portion of people. Now granted, if they polled one percent of voters in Iowa and Biden was winning the poll They would say, oh, this is a sign. Biden's going to beat Trump. And I've seen DeSantis people and Nikki Haley people in particular taking these same stats. That means nothing. It's just the fact that a small percentage of people just came out and they they wanted to vote for Trump. It was just a happenstance. You, You don't have a happenstance when a guy takes an entire state, a state that has 99 counties, and he took them all. <laughs> it's not. That's that's not just coincidence. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a few people. It's a few people. Even okay. So here's what everybody's saying, and they're hanging their hat on this too. Donald Trump, out of the 99 counties in Iowa, they're saying he won 98. They adjusted the totals after the caucuses were over, and they're like, wait, 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 wait. There's one county that Trump didn't win, and as a matter of fact, the winner, believe it or not, was Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley won one of the counties. This reminds me of Katie Britt versus Mo Brooks, where Katie Britt won every county except for one, which was Shelby County, and I think that's because we went to bat for Mo Brooks at the time. I, I, I tend to not have a lot of Long-term faith in these people. I don't know that I would endorse Mo Brooks again, but that's neither here nor there. They say Nikki Haley won one county by one vote. And that's a sign. That's a sign that Nikki Haley's about to take it away. But as I warned you yesterday, 
there were rumors the Democrats were showing up to the Republican caucus and changing their registration the day of from Democrat to Republican so they could get involved into the Republican caucuses and cast their vote for one candidate and one candidate only. That is Nikki Haley. That's why this news report from late Monday night confirmed those rumors. Uh, Major, it's been a very interesting night. They just finished uh, voting. This was a room in favor of Nikki Haley, overwhelmingly so. Ron DeSantis second, Donald Trump a distant third. The most interesting development of the evening, and Anthony Salvato will, will find this to be very interesting indeed. They had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight or switch their party registration. They ran out of those forms. Members of the caucus team here had to run out to multiple people's homes to get printer paper and get their printers fired up. They printed another 25 or so sheets of paper. They estimate about 75 people were new registrations or switched their registration from Democrat to Republican in order to play in this caucus tonight. And I think that's a big reason why Nikki Haley uh, was lifted up. You're getting a little noise here as they clean up. Uh, was so uh, impressive in this particular outing. If she can repeat that, because we're talking about 20% of the vote here, thereabouts, give or take, uh, were new registrations or crossovers, and that is above the typical rate. You see estimates about 10% in a typical open caucus. So if she can outperform in counties like this one at caucus sites like this one, then that bodes well for her ability to have a strong second, which of course is what her campaign really wants to drive the narrative into New Hampshire. Listen to the key word there. They changed in order to play in this primary to play because that's what they were doing they were playing they were playing so what happened was in the one county donald trump wins all the counties except this one and in this one county where nikki haley wins by one vote nikki haley comes in first place ron DeSantis comes in second place and donald trump comes in a distant third one county, when the other 99 counties went the complete opposite way. And by the way, Iowa is a, is a state that has been trending Republican since Barack Obama. The whole eastern part of the state, all along the Mississippi River, had been voting Obama. They loved Obama. They were Democrat voters. Trump came on the scene, and he started winning some of them. 2020 came, he won all of them. That has not changed today, but because that one county that produced a Nikki Haley victory, they had so many people come in who wanted to change their registration from Democrat to Republican that they ran out of forms that the poll workers, the caucus workers, had to go home and get printer paper from their own homes and bring it back so they could print off more forms. So if you ask me, Donald Trump won 99 counties, and Nikki Haley knows that. Nikki Haley should be devastated by this news, but she's not. She's pounding her chest like she's going to do something in New Hampshire. She shouldn't be devastated by the news that the only way she could get votes is if Democrats cast their vote in Republican primaries when those same Democrats get to the general election, they're going to be co casting their votes for Democrats. You want to talk about this is this is their big argument. 
Trump can't win a general election against Joe Biden. Yeah, he can win the primaries, but he can't win a general election. Nikki Haley's the one that can't win a general election because in the general election, she's going to have no voters whatsoever. She's going to have people like us who don't want to vote for her, plus the Democrats that voted for her in the primary are voting Democrat. You big dummy. And you can tell that's exactly what's going to happen in New Hampshire with a Trump blowout. Listen to this report from Fox News. Now, keep in mind, the day after the primaries, which was or the caucus, which was yesterday, Donald Trump has a court case on Tuesday. Okay? He's got to do his thing in Iowa, give his speech, get on a plane. At 3.30 in the morning, he's still up. He's arriving in New York to get ready for a court appearance. After that court appearance, he zooms to New Hampshire and holds a rally. The people of New Hampshire were lined up in blistering cold weather, six inches of snow, lined up before the sun came up. Before Trump even went to court in New York, they were standing in line waiting to see Trump speak in person. Trace, good afternoon. In just two hours, former President Donald Trump will hold his first rally here in New Hampshire in a month's time. You can see behind me, this is the line of folks who have been out here braving the snow since 5 o'clock this morning to see former President Trump after his landslide victory in Iowa last night. Now, those folks who are braving this 29-degree weather and six inches of snow are also going to see Vivek Ramaswamy share a stage with Trump for the first time, marking their first event together, I should say, since Vivek Ramaswamy uh, stepped down, dropped out of the race, and endorsed former President Trump last night. How many times during this uh, this campaign have you guys seen a line of people outside a DeSantis venue? How many? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second. Go ahead and think about it. What about a Nikki Haley venue? How many lines have you seen outside of a restaurant? People waiting on Nikki Haley to speak. Nikki Haley had one restaurant venue she had to cancel because nobody showed up. And the thing is, Nikki Haley and especially Ron DeSantis, they outworked everybody else when it comes to when it comes to to, to events and speaking in front of people. Only person that outworked them was Vivek Ramaswamy. All three of those guys were going from spot to spot to spot to spot, talking to voters, giving little speeches to 30 or 40 people all over the state. And they still got blown out. And the only person that got any sort of victory besides Donald Trump was Nikki Haley because of Democrat voters. And at the end of the day, no matter what the result of a general election would be in that scenario... All you need to know about Nikki Haley at this point is that Democrats are continuing to vote for her. If Democrats are voting for Nikki Haley, that is not the person you want. It's The Line with Andrew McLean on Talk 99.5. That'll get you in. So not only is Nikki Haley running on Democrat votes, uh, she's got a new tactic. There's supposed to be an ABC News debate for New Hampshire, and they had to cancel it. 
which is very sad. They had to cancel a debate that was likely just going to involve Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, which is weird that ABC would want to do that because nobody watches those. But they've had to cancel because Nikki Haley says she's not going to debate unless Trump shows up. <laughs> Dude, if Trump ever had an argument to not go to these debates, he already did. But they were strictly running on polling. And that the polling could have been wrong. But after Monday, there's never been a better excuse to say, I'm not going to be a part of your stupid debate. So there's not going to be one. Nikki Haley is going to rely on um, Democrats swapping over. Ron DeSantis is going to rely on a fart and a dream. And Donald Trump is just going to continue doing what Donald Trump does, which is be a master campaigner. And this is the exact thoughts I had yesterday when this happened. Donald Trump, again, New Hampshire yesterday, and holds a rally. And at this rally, you heard people were lined up outside waiting on him to speak. He brought, and this is genius in my opinion, one day after Vivek Ramaswamy drops out of the race, Donald Trump brings Vivek with him to the rally. And Vivek gives a passionate speech on behalf of Donald Trump. And and I understand people over the weekend got bent out of shape because they thought Trump and Vivek were fighting it out. And they were like, no, you guys are supporting the same thing. You know, it, it was it was always politics, as I told you. Strictly politics. At some point, if Vivek ever wanted to stand a chance, he had to say something about vote me over Trump. It didn't work. Trump understands that. Y'all got y'all got to understand that Trump knows how to play the game. And and that was highlighted when he brought Vivek with him yesterday. And Vivek start he comes out swinging. First, he starts taking shots at Nikki Haley. And you know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what? If you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the right to use the Internet, this man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans' benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually put an agenda that puts Americans first, to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one, there is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president. Boy, he's bringing the heat, man. He, he's bringing the heat. So he goes on and then he essentially says this is exactly why and i'm with him on this and and again i i always preface this with i understand some of you are squishy on vivac but the way he's making these deliveries i mean he's dropping bombs listen to this we the people create a government that is accountable to us not the other way around that we the people 
choose who leads this country. And so we heard we the people last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here. We met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for president of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. And here's the best part of it. After Vivek wrapped up his speech and he went over there and shook hands with Donald Trump and they kind of whispered something to each other, the crowd starts chanting, VP, VP, VP. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's how was that? Pretty good, right? That was pretty good, and he's a fantastic guy, and he's really, uh, he's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo, and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well, and uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us, and he'll be working with us for a long time. Thank you. Nobody plays this game better than Donald Trump, and that is proof right there. Nobody plays this game. That's why we look at people like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and say to ourselves, God, why are they so cringe? It's because the game has changed. The bar has been raised. The standards are now different than they used to be. And we expect a lot more out of our candidates than we once did. We're all in that boat. We expect a lot more out of these people. And everybody else in the field is under-delivering. They're over-promising. They're over-hyping. And they're under-delivering. And that's why the support continues to grow with Donald Trump. And again, everybody here over the past couple of months had their panties in a little bit of a wad. That may have been you, and that's okay. I understand. You didn't like the infighting. Everybody liked Ron DeSantis before he decided to go against Trump, who, if we're being honest with ourselves, owes his political career to, as many others do. Kim Reynolds of Iowa, who... <laughs> Who turned on Trump and went with DeSantis. Now she's got an egg on her face. And, and, and people would get upset with Trump. And they're like, man, just don't attack those people. Just leave them alone. But how can you not? I, I, I'm at the point, and I really thought about this. I don't blame Trump when he goes after some of these people after what he had done for them. Because so many of them would not have won their races if it wasn't for Trump and his popularity stepping in and telling MAGA, hey, vote for this person. And what does he get in return? They end up stabbing him in the back. You're listening to The Line with Andrew McLean on Talk 99.5. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't like in a company and I don't know like how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand, you're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. 
to that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But scabby, abby, scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.